So he was the future husband, and when he's calling you, he's talking to you about the Bible. <laughs> Every time. That's a great guy. <laughs> and I didn't want to hear it a lot of times. Really? <laughs> but I got to the point where I'd wait for him to call. But when God calls you, it's not because of your ability. It's not because of what you can do. It's because He has chosen you. And He's not going to leave you to your ability. Welcome to Miracles Today, and I have with me the most anointed, gorgeous young woman. Her name is Rachel. Thank you for joining us at Miracles Today. <laughs> We're so glad to have you um, here, because I want to start with seven years old. You are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Tell me about that. I think I was saved and baptized in the Holy right Ghost. Right at the same time. Yeah. Right at the same time. <laughs> yes, and I probably had about one sentence <laughs> in tongues yeah till yeah. I came here and flowed with a whole language my goodness so you really <laughs> didn't you were taught or you didn't know what to do with it right mm -hmm. no that is amazing and then the the church that you actually went to at that time is a place that my husband and I have actually ministered at after that right that's amazing in <laughs> yeah. Maine right yes now tell me about the peanut butter attack um <laughs> That was, that was um, freshman year. Yeah. And I had eaten um, brownie. <laughs> and it had just caused my whole body to go into shock, basically. And I pretty much died in the hospital. And they told my parents to get a priest or whoever they wanted to come say a prayer. But I had um, friends and family praying for me. So, I didn't die. Do, do, do you remember? I mean, did you when you when you died uh, for you said like a few minutes or something? I don't remember anything. Mm mm. But but you don't remember leaving your body or looking down on your body or anything. Like no, that? they well actually they had told me that they gave me a medicine, so I wouldn't remember. So I would have no memory of it because I went to like um, such a horrible shock. Wow, my body was in convulsions and wow everything. So. Wow. And then, and then after that, tell me what happened. That actually took me out of depression. I yeah. was in a pretty heavy depression at the time. And then I just realized God had something for me. He didn't let me die. And I didn't follow God because I didn't really know how to. Yeah. And Isn't I just... Isn't that funny? Yeah. You don't know how to follow him, right? No. You know he's real. You know he's there and looking after you and... Yeah just has a perfect plan for your life but you don't know what it is or how to do it or <laughs> do go there get there right yeah. so what happened in Colorado talk to me about Colorado I was in a relationship um, with a boyfriend living there and I ended up getting mentally um, challenged I guess you'd say um, and I got physically abused towards the end of the relationship um, it just, it pretty much took me in a complete 360. 
Well, tell me about that 360. What happened? I wanted the best. I wanted to just have the best relationship out there and just be out there loving, you know, this person. And it just turned around and just did the opposite. Um, there were fights all the time. There was drugs. I mean, I was, I, there wasn't one day that I didn't drink. And there wasn't, it began that it wasn't one day that I didn't smoke, you know, pot. And I started smoking cigarettes, and after that, I smoked cigarettes for three years. And you were how old, sweetheart? I was 18. 18. Mm-hmm. And it just kept getting worse and worse. I was only out there for 10 months, and, um, you know, my family had tried to get me home, but I refused. I didn't want to. Um, and I tried committing suicide. Just many things after another, one thing after another. And where was God during all this time? Um, I mean, in your heart, where was He? You know, because you knew Him, right? Mm-hmm. What did you do to, you know, kind of push Him away and then go that direction? How did that, well, or did you feel He was with you there? Well, I knew He didn't want me to be there. I you mean, knew that? I knew that he didn't want me to be in that relationship. Yeah. Cause just because it was horrible and he would never do that to me. Right. And um, But you were in it, huh? I was in it. And it was one of those relationships where he wouldn't let me go. I tried leaving and it just, it was some kind of, um, it was just this really strong pull to stay. And that's when it started getting physically abusive is when I tried to leave. That's when it started. So he was extremely controlling. Yes. And, and that forced you into more and more uh, uh, behavior patterns at that point? Yes. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, it put me in a place of just rebelling more. <laughs> I was already kind of rebelling because I didn't know where I was going. Um, and I was in, raised in a home with a lot of rules and no explanations for so the rules. So what do you mean by that? Like, um, Were they religious rules or just family well, rules? Or? Um, just family rules. Mm -hmm. You know, don't come home at this time or, you know, just simple rules. But there was no reason, no reasons why I had those rules. And you just wanted out of that? And I just wanted out. I just had no idea why. So you went on this kind of 10-month blank period of your life? Uh-huh. <laughs> With the wrong guy? With the wrong guy. And then, and then the right guy mm -hmm. kind of came into your life. Tell me about that. <laughs> Through that. Um, I was in a family um, kind of get-together in Orlando, and my husband was there. Actually, you guys weren't married yet, right? Oh, right. <laughs> but you met this <laughs> yeah. guy, and he was and going he to was, be your husband. Right. He, he knew. He believed it. <laughs> right. You were actually kind of hooked up with this other guy. Right. Okay. And um, he offered to come get me anytime. I didn't know him. That's a really kind of wild offer. It is. You know, I'll come get you anytime. I mean, that's like a real insightful offer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Without, like 
laying knowing it out on me? the table. <laughs> Not knowing you, right. just but knowing you needed rescue. Right. Yeah. Right. And had, had, had God spoken to him about you or did he just want you because you're so gorgeous? <laughs> <laughs> he had yeah. asked God who his wife was. Yeah. And God told him. It was I, you. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But you were in the relationship and, and that's like a wild situation, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went back to Colorado after that trip. And two days later, um, it got bad again with the physical abuse. And I had just called him because I had enough and just took his offer up. <laughs> and he came and got you. He came. He drove from Florida to Colorado. Welcome back to Miracles Today. And we're here with Rachel and, and we left you and you were in this amazing kind of relationship. And then you've got this young man who <laughs> believes you to be his wife and he gets you out of that. Now, how did you get to IMI? It was actually him, my husband, and he had, we had been having a phone relationship, I guess, just a friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had been calling me and calling me and sowing the word every time he called me. So he was the future husband, and when he's calling you, he's talking to you about the Bible. <laughs> every time. That's a great guy. <laughs> and I didn't want to hear it a lot of times. Really? <laughs> but... I got to the point where I'd wait for him to call. Well, he didn't know? preach to you, though, no. right? He just, like, was, like, easily sharing it with yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of conviction, though. Really? So, <laughs> In, inside your heart? Inside, yeah. Wow. But, I mean, a couple times, and I just was waiting for his phone calls. I couldn't wait. <laughs> and um, it was actually one of your books that he sent, Hollywood to Heaven. Mm-hmm. And... He had sent that to me. I read it. Yeah. And couldn't wait to come. Aww. <laughs> wait, what, what, does that, did the, did the book really relate to you? It or? did. Because yeah. um, just what, kind of what you went through. Yeah. And then, um, of course, you were a dancer, and I love to dance. So. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so you came down here to dance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said there were classes going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had all kinds of interesting ways to get you <laughs> yeah. down here. So, yeah. so you ended up going to IMI. Yes. And can you take several minutes and just tell um, the viewing audience what IMI has done for you, sweetheart? Sure. Okay. <laughs> IMI has brought me basically out of out of a hole of just a dark place where you don't know where you're going and it showed me that God is real that Jesus lives and he's given me a call and he'll give you a call he'll show you your call well, listen I'm very very happy that you married the young man <laughs> And he's a great young man. Yeah. And you have a great marriage. And you have a new baby. Yes. And a great future. Yes. And the Lord has got so much for your life. But we're going to go now to um, Doc. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to hear God's prophet of performance preach and teach more about that power that came into your life. Mm-hmm. And, and changed you, and they can change anybody mm -hmm. if they'll listen to the Word of God. Okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> 
Stand up to your feet. Get a Bible in your hand quickly. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. But unto every one of us is grace given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Let's read it together out loud. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Hold the Bible above your head. This is the Word of God. Not an opinion. Not tradition. Not subject to debate. It's alive. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. It is what it says it is. It will do what it says it will do. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I can do what it says I can do. Now if you believe it, set the Bible down and shout like you've never shouted in your time. be seated. Tell someone anything's liable to happen here tonight. (laughs) Throughout the dawn of man's history, God has moved from generation to generation. He's always managed to bring his people to an experience, whether it's by measure or whether it is without measure, he's given them an experience so that they would have a testimony to share with the next generation. You can go all the way back to Genesis and you can go throughout the whole Bible. You will find people who had never known at one time what it was like to defeat their enemy, let alone to defeat their enemy that is innumerable with several hundred people and take all the spoil. You will find people that were born into slavery, grew up as poverty-stricken slaves, had no clue what it was like to be corporately healthy, corporately wealthy, and corporately free. Till one day, God poured his grace or divine ability on a man in the backside of a desert, gave him a call to go, Let my people go and the people who weren't expecting to go were going to be convinced to go and where they were going was where they had never gone before. God was going to bring them to the place to where their familiar oppressors 
the Egyptians that have oppressed them, they would see them no more. Then you go and you see a generation that never knew what it was like to slay giants. And God raises up a man by the name of Joshua to lead them over a river they had never been over. To invade cities that have never been taken. To dispossess the inhabitants of the land that have never been driven out. God had a plan for that generation. You go down the line. You find out God always wanted a prophet to speak to his people's lives. So he anoints a little boy by the name of Samuel in order to begin to declare what thus saith the Lord. Then when the people of God decided they want to be like everybody else, God didn't leave them with Saul. God said, I'm going to give you a real king. He took what man was limiting his people with away from man. He put it in the hands of somebody that was chosen by God, born into a house full of candidates. Anybody else could have been chosen by man. But when God calls you, it's not because of your ability. It's not because of what you can do. It's because He has chosen you. And He's not going to leave you to your ability. Tonight you're not going to leave with what you came in with only. He's going to pour on you. He's going to add to you. He's going to increase you. God took Samuel after he had rebuked him, said, Don't mourn for Saul anymore. The old is over. I've got something new. Don't look back to what it was like to Samuel's heyday. I've got a David. I've got somebody being prepared. And where he's taken my people, they've never been. Because I'm the God who's always taken people where they've never been. I'm the God of the generation of the now. You're not going to have to look in the history book to find out that I was God. I am God. I'm the God of this generation. I'm the God of this hour. I'm the God of this moment. I'm the God of your family. I'm the God of your business. I'm the God of your call. My God. Did you enjoy that anointed word and message from Dr. Christian Harfouche? Well, I've got him right here on the set with me. <laughs> Hi, Christian. Hi, Robert. I really enjoyed today's show. I mean, so far, it's not over yet. But I was, I was um, thinking about that beautiful young lady, Rachel, as she shared on the, on the opening part of the, of the program about how she was involved in a relationship that was controlling and um, she couldn't seem to break free and that seems to be a problem that a lot of people encounter in the world today don't you agree absolutely well you know man is is a triune being in other words uh, we have three uh, parts to our makeup if you will uh, we are a spirit 
We have a soul and we live in a body. The soul part of man, his mind, his will, and his emotions are designed by God to be free through the freedom that God's Word and God's Spirit supply. And regardless of what it is that is in this natural world that binds man, you could always trace the bondage to a place in the mind, the will, and the emotions. It can tra translate to a physical bondage uh, through certain addictive uh, drugs or whatever, but it starts with an open door uh, in the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions, and it binds there. This is why it's so powerful to know that God has designed us to be spiritual beings. In other words, when you were born again, you became a child of God. You became um, alive under God. Your spirit became the single most uh, powerful dimension of you. And that's the part of you that bears witness with you that you're a child of God. Now, of course, our mind needs to be transformed and changed and renewed to the Word of God. This is what causes us to change from glory to glory. Uh, the way the Lord changes us is by changing our understanding of who we are in Christ, what we're called to accomplish, our purpose in life, our eternal uh, significance. And He does that by helping us change the way we think from maybe a negative uh, world uh, way of seeing things to positive God's way of seeing things, the life way of seeing things. And uh, this is what really bondage is. Uh, Isaiah said there's a day that will come when that burden will be taken away, the heavy burden, and then that yoke of bondage will be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, you may be listening today, and uh, this program has ministered to you, but you're in a situation, whether it is a soul tie, whether it is a bondage relationally, whether it's a bondage to a particular thing, you're an interdependent in a situation that is causing you to go nowhere. Maybe uh, you're not going to church because... Uh, you were uh, disappointed where you were going, or maybe you're going to church, maybe out of sentimental reasons, and God already showed you that the place that you're at, you're only there because maybe your parents have been there, or you've been there a long time. If the Word of God is not coming to you with delivering uh, element and a quality of significance that is helping you see a tomorrow as a brighter day and today as a day of opportunity. Then you need to get into the Word of God knowing that Jesus will break the power of anything soulish. Mind, will, and emotions can be completely set free from anything and everything that will try to keep you in a prison-like situation. It may take a little walking it out. It may take some study along the lines of your identity, your authority, to understand that you're not what the environment, the surroundings, the friends, or the relatives uh, think you are. Even if they think you're wonderful. Uh, when you go to what God says, you're going to see that His respect of what He's done for you 
far exceeds what man can believe for you. And that will help you to come out of where you are. And you know, um, because of the amazing revelation in identity authority and also the, the, the teaching uh, uh, section on the God-man. Yes. Um, uh, it led me to write a book called Soul Ties. And a lot of people have been delivered by reading that book. And, you know, you may want to go online, www.globalrevival.com, and order it. It's just a tiny little book. If you're in the same kind of situation that was Rachel in, and you need to get out, but the most important thing you need to do, it doesn't matter what kind of situation you're in, you may be in a situation that you need to get out of right now, but you can't get out. The first step to freedom is knowing the truth. International Miracle Institute will teach you the truth. It will make you free. And once you're free, it's easy to walk out of that relationship. It's easy to get out of that place where you feel shackled or you feel like you're in bondage. So pick up that phone right now and take the first step to the rest of your life to freedom. And join us again next time for more happy endings and more new beginnings.